Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. Welcome to Money Making Conversations. It's the show that shares the secrets of success experienced firsthand by marketing and branding expert Rashawn McDonald. I will know he's given me advice on many occasions. And in case you didn't notice, I'm not broke. You know, he'll be interviewing celebrity CEOs, entrepreneurs and industry decision makers. It's what he likes to do. It's what he likes to share. Now it's time to hear from my man, Rashawn McDonald. Money Making Conversations. Here we go. Thank you, Stephen A. Smith. I always appreciate you. Let me in on my show, brother, because you are big time. My guest is Rico Beans. He wrote the book. I shouted it out before we went to break. He wrote the book, You Don't Have to Die Poor. Wow. That's something that happens in our community on a regular basis. Dying poor. Wishing. Playing the lotto. Hoping. There's a plan out there. His powerful book provides strategies towards financial freedom and prosperity. A little bit of background on Mr. Beans. He's a tech industry executive specializing in mergers and acquisitions and the founder and CEO of Equalizer LLC, a business and career coaching firm providing consulting services to small businesses and individuals. It's also a holding company for several brands such as Snack and Fun. Fun Media Design and Equalized Investing. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations Masterclass, Mr. Rico Beans. How you doing, my friend? Hey, Russ, Rashawn. How you doing? Pretty doing good. Great, man. Oh, you just gonna you just gonna throw a little little, little little nickname on me, huh? Hey, Rush, what's up? That's my friend's <laughs> comment, man. So if you gonna do that, you're my friend, then, huh? <laughs> I am your friend. Well, wow. I, I appreciate you. Uh, let's get a little background on you before we get started, because I always like to, before we delve into the book, before we delve into what you come on to the show, while you're coming on the show, a little history. I know I saw HBCU in your background. Tell us why you're attending an HBCU. Oh, man. I attended the North Carolina Agricultural and Technical State University. That's it, brother? You got nothing to say after that? That's it. You know, you, you, you did your pledge, man. Well, what was your degree? Oh yeah, you know, you. That, come on, I'm gonna tell you. Something, I'm gonna tell you something, Rico. Now, you know, I know you can talk, man. You, you, you just can't give me these one line of answers, man. They're gonna be a real short interview, man. Come on now. 
Don't, don't do me like that, Rico. Don't do me like that. So, so you went there. Yeah, yeah. Let me, let me How, tell you a little bit about. There uh, you go. Yeah, attended North Carolina Agricultural and Technical State University. Uh, I, there, I pledged uh, the nineteen eleven Kappa Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated. Uh, was very involved at the university, and um, in fact, I'm involved today. I actually have a uh, an endowment at North Carolina Anti State University, uh, supporting scholarships for uh, for entrepreneurship. Now and then, all of a sudden, now and I also saw in your resume. I saw it was correct Air Force. That's right. I went to. Uh, I was in the United States Air Force. Uh, served in Afghanistan, where uh, I was a combat vet, leading uh, operations, supporting war, the warfighter, uh, and within the uh, within Bagram. Now let me ask you this: So, was the was the Air Force relationship before attending North Carolina A&T or after? So interesting story. I was actually going to the Marine Corps uh, okay. and listening to Marine Corps. And my brother uh, told me about historically black colleges. I didn't really know know too much about uh, historically black colleges at the time. And uh, I decided to. But you heard about them. But you heard about them. You knew you knew. Yeah, about I heard them. about them. OK. <laughs> yeah, I heard, heard about them, but I didn't know a whole lot. You know, right, uh, right, I, right. yeah, I didn't know a whole lot, but uh, it was a great opportunity. And uh, went to North Carolina and T got a scholarship to go into the Air Force as an officer. Right. And so now, you know, a lot of people are when you look at colleges, you look at people getting certificates and uh, what 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 advantage or, or were there any advantages in being in the military for you and joining the military? Oh, my goodness. There were so many advantages to going to the military. Uh, not only did they pay for my undergraduate degree, which I appreciate, but just the leadership that I learned, you know, learning to lead teams in very austere environments, um, you know, just being prepared to go out in the workforce and be an executive. A lot of the skills I use today, I learned in the military. Wow. Now, let's talk about one of the products that I mentioned earlier, because so, you're an entrepreneur. One thing I got my, my impression I got from you, Rico, was that, um, you know, you, you, you know if, it, if it's a good idea, it's not going to stay in your head. You, you, you're going to put it out there. You're going to plan it out there. What makes that work for you? Because there's a lot of people out there got good ideas. What allows you to take your good idea to reality? What are the steps that you put in place? Like, for instance, snacking fun. That's an idea. Please tell everybody what it is. Let's talk about how did you get Snacking Fun, the idea, to a reality to store shelves. So Snacking Fun Box is really a snack and activity box for kids. One of the things that I realized during the pandemic is that, you know, my daughter, I have a daughter. She's she's seven now, but at the time she was much younger. Uh, She was just tired of snacks. She was bored. You know, the kids were at home. And uh, I had to get creative on finding different uh, new snacks and different activities for her to do. And I said, man, I wish I had something that would provide snacks and activities to keep my daughter occupied while I'm working from home at the time. And that's where the idea came from. Um, And I shared it with some of my friends and they said, man, I wish I had the same thing. And uh, and my personality is just, you know, if I see something that needs to be done, I'm just going to go do it. So that's that's how we got started. See, see, Rico, now, you've jumped a lot of steps, brother. You talked to your friends, and that's how y'all got started. Now, how did you get started? 
Do I just pull it out of you, man? Do or you have some trade secrets you can't reveal or something, man? How did the snack and fun box idea come from? The idea did you did you did you get down with a graphic designer? Did you what? Did you, how did you figure out what went into the box? Did you do any store sampling? How did you got it to get to the, what it is today, my friend? Yeah, well, I'm gonna get into that. I was just get, kind of giving the the, the overview. <laughs> of, of the uh, the, stop giving me overviews and tell me the story. There, Rico. You want, you want the details? Come on, right, Noop. Let's, let's, you know how to talk, Noop. Let's Come talk on. about it. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it. Yeah, um, you know, just just taking some general uh, approaches that I took when I I used to work for Walmart and I used to work in marketing and uh, launching new products uh, at Walmart, and so I just took those same steps. You know, first is okay. You know what? What's the idea? Are there in, are there other individuals who might be interested in this idea? So I just took a sample size of folks to say, you know, hey, if I created this, would you be interested? Mm-hmm. Um, I did some research to see, you know, what else was out there. I didn't see anything. I saw some similar things, but I didn't see anything just like this out there in the marketplace. And I thought, you know, maybe there's there's a there's something missing that I can serve a need uh, uh, that I can create something to serve a need for. Uh, I, I started out small. I like to test things out first. So I tested the idea out, uh, created the box. Uh, I'm pretty creative, so I, I did a lot of the design work myself. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I worked with uh, some companies, outsourced to some companies that that uh, design boxes, create boxes. And so we, I got that work done. In fact, there's, there's a tool that's called Canva, which is amazing. I will tell anybody to use. Because Canva will help you create anything. So I use Canva to just create the idea, the concept, uh, graphically, uh, outsourced it, uh, sent some test boxes out to some individuals in the community that I knew, uh, friends, to see what they thought about it, got some ideas, and you know made improvements based on those ideas. And once I felt like it was, was something that I wanted to do, I uh, developed an a e-commerce platform using Shopify, to, uh, to to put the product out there, I did some testing around you know what's a good price based on uh, other competitors that were doing something similar but not like this, and uh, I started shipping uh, shipping the products out, uh, marketing it on Facebook. I created a Facebook page, built up a uh, a following, and just leveraged my network, uh, you know my fraternity network, the people that I knew to start getting the the idea out there that hey there. There is something for all these working moms and dads that are home with their kids, and uh, and it was it was a really a really cool idea that that worked that resonated with people. Now let me ask you this: So you have product in this box, right? Products, items, uh, any of them edible? Any edible items in there? Yeah. So the so the boxes have snacks. Uh, think of things like uh, like chips, uh, you know, cookies, things like that. Uh, and then also the box says activities. Think of things like craft activities, painting activities, coloring books. Uh, those kind of ide- uh, kind of I- items will go into the box, and that's what we would ship out. Now, how did you get permission? I'm just because uh, I'm you're new. You're a new entrepreneur. Okay, you're a new entrepreneur, and I'm pretty sure some of the, the products you have are, are name related or name recognizable products. How were you able to convince these products or these brands? To allow them to put their product in your boxes, and they felt comfortable. How how were you able to pull that off? Yeah, a lot a lot of companies like, uh, for instance, uh, Frito Lay. You can create an a, an account with them, right? Um, let's say a commercial account with them. And so I was able to to find out how to do that. 
go and get permission from them to uh, to have a, a place where I buy, buy those products and be able to put those products in the box. And that and that's uh, and so that's uh, that's how I work. If, so if somebody's thinking about something like this, not saying your idea, but the idea of did they did you start the budget first? Did you start the plan first? Did you did you bring in? Did you, so basically, I heard you say early on, a lot of it you did yourself. You did the graphic design, your work. You kept you kept your expenses low before you decided that this is something that could become a reality. Correct? Yeah, that's one of the things I always tell clients is. You want to test and keep your expenses low. A lot of people go into spending a lot of money on branding, uh, which you should, you know, obviously invest in branding, but you don't even know if the product works. You don't even know if people are interested in the product. So keep your costs low, uh, you know, get something that's quality, that that's good. And then once you get something that's working, then you can invest in it. Uh, it takes a lot to, to create a product. I mean, you have to get things like, uh, like UPC codes, you know, so that if you want to sell it on platforms like 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 Amazon, um, and then when you get into the, get into that space, then it gets a lot more complicated. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. You know, and the thing about it is that we have so many people who dream big, and they dream big without a plan. And um, and I always tell people, I'm pretty sure a lot of people, even though you said you did talk to some of your friends and they thought it was a good idea, it was an equally or more number of people thought, "Man, what are you talking about? How did you?" get around that idea with with those naysayers? How did you avoid the naysayers or overcome the naysayers to get your product out there snack and fun box? Well, I always believe this. Even in the naysayers, there's always an insight. There's always some some thought process. And so I would ask people, okay, uh, what, you know, what would make this a, a good option? So one of the second box, so the original boxes I created was, you know, just your, your standard run-of-the-mill products, right? The second box I created was an allergy-friendly box because some of my friends said, look, man, we can't, my kids can't eat any of these snacks. Mm. Mm. <laughs> so was, then we had to come up with something for that, you know, that demographic who says, look, I can't have things with nuts and, and, and certain things in it. Is that, is that a big demographic out there to cater to when, when they came to you? Do you do you put that in the number cruncher world or you just say, well, my friend, I'm pretty sure uh, before you made that decision to create an allergy-free uh, snacking fun box? You, you know, again, it's one of those things where you test, you know, so there's not a lot of costs associated with, uh, you know, putting this stuff together. So I, I, I tested the market to see if there was some interest. Uh, in the box, and, and we did get orders for it, but I will tell you, uh, a lot of people do say they want, uh, you know, healthier healthier products, but overall, the best-selling <laughs> box is going to be the one with, with your Frito-Lay, your cookies, you, you know. They, they, want, they want a Diet Coke, but they're going to eat that uh, peach cobbler, huh? Uh, that's, what they, that's, yeah, that's not going to work know, out, we, huh? We, 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 you know, there, there's, a, there's a spouse and there's reality, right? We say, well, say certain things and then there's the reality of it is that people want, uh, you know, they want what they want. Kids want what they want. So. I, I love it. I'm talking to Mr. Rico Beans. Uh, yeah, I was just talking about multiple streams of income. One of his streams that he created was his uh, snack and fun uh, uh, box that was that was inspired by his child during a pandemic. We're not talking about long ago. Pandemic was 2020. 
So his inspiration, so and his idea to fruition is not that long of a run, and he's been successful with it. But we brought him on the show to talk about his book, You Don't Have to Die Poor, Powerful Strategies Towards Financial Freedom and Prosperity. The book came out in April of this year. When we come back from this break, we're going to ask some questions from that book, as well as some more questions about how to develop wealth within uh, multiple, more multiple streams of income and how to inspire yourself to be successful, not only just financially, but also in the corporate world, too. Be right back with more Money Making Conversation Masterclass. This is Rashawn McDonald. We'll be right back with more Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. You are now tuned into the Money Making Conversations Minute of Inspiration with Rashawn McDonald. Jermaine Dupree is a hit maker songwriter, rapper, entrepreneur, record executive, DJ, and we're always having an opinion about music. But we discussed making mailbox money during the pandemic. COVID hit and that's where the attention went. It went straight to my mailbox. That's what I am. I'm a songwriter that's written songs that goes to the mailbox and picks up <laughs> that, that, that that mailbox check every month or every whatever it comes. You know, you mm-hmm. don't know, you know, I, you don't know how frequent it is, but if you write enough records and you write mm-hmm. enough hit records, that check is definitely there. And it's mm-hmm. another one that comes right after that. And it's another one that comes right after that. And mm-hmm. I think for the first time in my career, this is the first time that I actually paid attention to that because I always was getting money so many multiple places. If you want to hear this full interview with Jermaine Dupree, visit MoneyMakerConversations.com. Keep winning. HBCUs represent Black excellence. If you attend or are an alumnus of an HBCU, we want to hear about your story. The My HBCU Story Digital Library will allow current HBCU students and alumni to share their stories. Registration is open to everyone. More information is available at hbcucollegeday.com. Click My HBCU Story. Next, you can upload a photo. The photo can be recent or from when you attended your HBCU. Then, share your academic or social experience at your HBCU, which can be your favorite class, hangout joint, homecoming game, student center, on or off campus party, Greek show, and how attending an HBCU changed your life. We also want to hear stories if you pledged a fraternity or sorority. The goal is to use your My HBCU story to promote and uplift the HBCU brand. Your HBCU prepared you for success, and now we want everyone to read about your Black excellence. More information is available at hbcucollegeday.com. You can click My HBCU Story to share your story. You are now tuned into the Money Making Conversations Minute of Inspiration with Rashawn McDonald. Despite being known for loud, bombastic comments and his trademark propensity to debate, a much softer side of Stephen A. Smith is revealed when discussing the inspiration for his success. The final product is for the fans. I'm about the work, the process, the grind, the day in and day out, Mm -hmm. meticulous, tedious work that you have to put in to perfect your craft. And the reason why that resonated with me so profoundly, Rashawn, is because that's what I attach to all my work. Everybody right now is celebrating Stephen A's world coming on ESPN Plus or they're talking about my sports and it was Stephen A. Smith, the NBA show or they're with First Take. All I think about is going day to day and making sure that I do everything that I can to deliver to the audience what their expectations are of me and to exceed those expectations. If you want to hear this full interview with Stephen A. Smith, visit MoneyMakerConversation.com. Keep winning. 
Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Parents, ready to discover a new educational and interactive podcast for kids? Join Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids, where episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We learned how to recycle at the beach. That was great fun. Callie, what do you say? It was. And that time when we did the science experiments and Billy made raisins dance. That is so cool, Billy. He did. <laughs> Not to mention when a certain Elliot took up swimming classes with Lisa. That was me! <laughs> Bet you can't catch me. I'm going to get you. All this fun and more in our Stories for Kids. Lingo Kids Stories for Kids is now available on StoryButton, the kid-friendly device for screenless podcast listening. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Check the backseat. Check the backseat. Hi, come here. Check the backseat. Gets in your head, right? Good. Because every year, dozens of children are forgotten in the backseat of a car by a parent or caregiver. All never thought it could happen to them. But with changes in routines, distractions, or a sleeping child, it can happen to anyone. Parked cars get hot fast and can be deadly. So get it in your head. Check the backseat. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Now let's return to Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. Uh, April of this year, my guest uh, released a book, his first book, in fact, You Don't Have to Die Poor, Powerful Strategies Towards Financial Freedom and Prosperity. Why did you write that book, Mr. Rico Beans? The, the writing of the book really comes down to just my, my childhood and growing up. Um, you know, I grew up in, you know, just outside of Memphis, rural area where, you know, the average income was below the poverty line. And I watched my mother uh, of four kids. Uh, lose her job and really not have any options. And, uh, you know, seeing my mother's tears and seeing her, uh, seeing her cry and pass away at a very early age, you know, from just having so much stress of, of trying to take care of a, uh, a family with no opportunities. Um, and so I challenged myself to make sure that I was going to leave a legacy for my family. And I decided that I wanted to, uh, share the lessons that I learned. So I spent the last several years uh, going after that goal of creating wealth and uh, and learning about different ways of doing it. So everything in this book is things that I've done or, you know, my, my friends and I are doing now or, you know, people in my circle are, are doing. You know, when, I, when the people start talking about struggling and um, 
you know, living below the poverty line. I didn't live below the poverty line. I know I had a big family, six sisters and two brothers. So we ate our way and kept ourselves close to it the way we were eating. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I would tell you, uh, you know, when I think about the type of food, you know, I think about hot water cornbread. I think, of, you know, bologna sandwiches. I think of uh, uh, salmon, sardines. I can't, I, boy, you, 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 I'm going to tell you something, Rico. You want to get in a fight with me? Throw a can of sardines with that little key. In front of me, a little key that used to put on that and then open it up, we get in the fight, man. Because I do not want to live that life again because I, I, that was my life. That was my life. I, I, I experienced it, and I, I understand that drive. It does create a drive, a motivation to, that this is not what you want to do. Tell us about the, the, the experiences, the, the, the personal drives or the certain things that you experienced as a kid that really motivates you still today based on what you experienced growing up right outside of Memphis, Tennessee. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you just a, a quick story. Uh, so when my mother passed away, I went to live with my, my aunt, and she was, you know, going to school to get her, get her education. And so things were a little bit tough. And I remember uh, getting lunch money one day. You know, my, my aunt waking me up, said, hey, time to catch the bus. And she gave us $3.50. And I remember thinking, like, hey, this is not <laughs> enough for lunch money. And so one of the things that I decided to do is, like, let me be clever about it. And so I took that $3.50 and went to one of the local stores and bought snacks and candy for uh, a lower price and went to school to uh, to sell that candy in order to make my money. Um, and so one of the things I learned in my childhood is, uh, you know, although we may not have certain resources, you know, we got to figure out a way. And that's what I would do. You know, I, I was I've been working since I was nine years old, and I was always finding a way to uh, to make money and, and to help my you know help my family uh, out. You know, I, that brought back memories. I'm not gonna get into my memory because boy, I did the same thing, man. I tell you, I cannot. I we we are on the same page. But let's talk about your book here. You don't have to be. You don't have to die rich by Rico D. Beans. In this book, you you will learn about a philosophy for creating abundance and a wealth mindset. That's one of many things. Practical tips for creating new income streams. We kind of talked about that on you personally. So snacking fun, and then other and there's other things that you're doing as well. Step by step guidance on the basics of creating a business, how wealthy families use estate planning tools to create lasting wealth, and real examples from real people like you. Let's get to the top of one I just put out here, a philosophy for creating abundance and a wealth mindset. What is a wealth mindset, Rico Beans? Yeah, uh, you know, a wealth mindset is just this, this thinking of creating methods that are going to sustain and leave a lasting legacy for your your family. And this is a mindset of having this thought process around uh number 1 ab- abundance, believing that you that there's room for you, that there's plenty of resources on this planet and that if you have a goal uh and you want to achieve it and and, and to access those resources, you have to p- create a plan and go out and go get it. You know, that's what the wealth mindset is to me. Well, you know, I try to keep everything simple on my show. I won't go into the estate planning, but I know exactly what you're talking about. But when you talk about new income streams, just like as a kid, you know, you thought, oh, hey, you're going to take this $3 and you're going to go get these uh, honey buns. You're going to get these uh, lollipops. I know what you got. 
I know what you got. I know exactly what you got, brother. And right I, on. Right I, on. I got, I got them big blow pops, them blow pops. I got the honey buns. I went down the street. And, boy, and, and, and when you get to the school, that's like, where you get that from? And they were ready for you. And so, so that was a way as a common sense. And as black people, we always get a reputation for having great common sense. But we, what we don't do is turn that into an entrepreneurial spirit consistently. And that's what you're talking about now when you're talking about new income streams, correct? That's correct. And when you talk about that, what leads you to believe that your book will enable people to see it, you know, see the light, you know, and I'm not expecting everybody to read a book and it turns their light around because certain languages, certain books does impact people. But you wrote this book for a reason. You don't have to die poor. And that's absolutely true. You don't have to die poor if you have common sense and when you, the ability to, to deal with income stream. There are people out there on the streets right now because they decided that I don't want to do that or they felt that, that might like make them look. They they allowed imagery to stop them from making income. Is that correct, Mr. Beans? That's absolutely correct. I, I think a lot of people, uh, you know, lack creativity, uh, lack a drive or a goal. And I, I think if you want to create, you know, multiple streams of income, it's out there. You know, you have you know you have skills, you have talents, uh, and what you don't have. One of the, one of my topics uh, in in the book is is learning to earn, then go out there and learn something that uh, can help you to make money. And that's really important. I, I think that when I, when I look at money, cause we all want it, you know, and um, I, I come from the, a corporate break background. Like I was used to work for IBM and some of the, some of the same disciplines that I learned at IBM, I, I, they're, they're part of my lifestyle today. And when I, when I forget it, I just, I get mad at myself because those are principles that were, Basically, they paid me and trained me at the same time. So basically, it was free, free training that I, I learned. And so that corporate training inspires you as an entrepreneur, correct? Absolutely. You know, the, the, the corporate training of, uh, I, I would say my, my corporate training is really what's helped me to be uh, an entrepreneur. Like, I, you know, I always say begin with the end in mind. Like, I knew at some point I wanted to be an entrepreneur. Um, and so when people look at my background, it's like, wait. Uh, wait, you were a marketer. You were a fin- you were a finance. You did operations and supply chain. Why did you do all those different things? Mm-hmm. Um, I did all those different things so that I could learn as much from uh, their business uh, as as I can, so that I can employ it in my own business at some point in time. Well, my friend, as we close out the show, can you tell us how we can get in touch with you? Also, to get a hold of your book, You Don't Have to Die Poor, Powerful Strategies Towards Financial Freedom and Prosperity, written by Rico D. Beans. How can we reach you? that book and also how we can get you – know, I know some people will probably Google you already about the Snack and Fun Box. Please tell them how they can find those products as well as your book. Yeah, absolutely. You can find me at Rico Beans Coaching on all platforms, uh, Instagram, uh, Facebook. And you can find the book at uh, on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. And you can also go to www.ricobeanscoaching.com. Cool. Thank you, Rico, for coming on my show. And thank you for allowing us to share your story on Money Making Conversation Masterclass. We'll talk soon, okay? All right. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.
Thank you for joining us for this edition of Money Making Conversations Masterclass. Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rushan McDonald is produced by 3815 Media Inc. More information about 3815 Media Inc. is available at 3815media.com. And always remember to lead with your gifts. Are now tuned into the Money Making Conversations Minute of Inspiration with Rashawn McDonald. Tia Maori, the star of Family Reunion, recalls spending years being incorrectly treated for her debilitating abdominal pain. This experience inspired Tia to sell healthy vitamin supplements. I decided to come out with a supplement line called Answer to encourage and to inspire women to take back and charge of their health. It's called Answer, insinuating you are the answer. After my surgeries with endometriosis, my doctor was like, yo, Tia, there's nothing I can do. You kind of have to start looking at your lifestyle. And that's exactly what I did. And I want to encourage other women and people to do the same. We have a women's multi. We have an elderberry. We have a kid's gummy. We have a men's line. Mm -hmm. We're going to be coming out with several other amazing um, supplements. If you want to hear this full interview with Tia Maori, visit MoneyMakingConversation.com. Keep winning. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Snakes. Zombies, sharks, heights, speaking in public, the list of fears is endless. But while you're clutching your blanket in the dark, wondering if that sound in the hall was actually a footstep, the real danger is in your hand when you're behind the wheel. And while you might think a great white shark is scary, what's really terrifying and even deadly is distracted driving. Eyes forward. Don't drive distracted. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council.